Bibles and turn to John chapter 3. First message to be preached in the year 2016. I wish I could say there was a more important message. But then again, I'm glad I know what is the most important for all of us to hear. Now, some of you may look at me when it's all over and say, you know, why are you preaching this? I love God. I love the church. I'm faithful. I tithe. I may be all right, but that ain't going to get you to heaven. And so I want you to understand, we're going to look at a, a time where Jesus was dealing with this particular situation in John 1 or chapter 3, I'm sorry, verse 1. The title of the message is, A Man Who Found the Light in the Middle of the Night. Notice verse 1, chapter 3. After dark, I wonder where I got that title. One evening, a Jewish religious leader named Nicodemus, a Pharisee, came to speak with Jesus. Teacher, he said, We all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are proof enough that God is with you. Jesus' reply was, I assure you, unless you are born again, you can never see the kingdom of God. No, I want to stop right there because I'm not so sure that for some of you, being born again is all that important. But let me just tell you something. And Jesus is going to drive the nail in the coffin or in the box on this one. If you're not born again, and I'm going to try to explain that a little bit. And like my father-in-law who went away a year ago today, if you next year in 2016 die, I I want you to hear this statement. Because I don't want it not to be said. It wasn't said from this pulpit for you. If you're not born again, you will not enter, nor will you see the kingdom of God. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how much you're doing right. Unless you're born again, Jesus says, you're not going to enter in to my heaven. Nicodemus is scratching his head like I'm doing right now. Verse 4, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm glad Nicodemus asked the question. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, the truth is no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born again. Of water and of the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives new life from heaven. So Jesus said, don't be surprised, Nicodemus, at my statement that, and Jesus is saying this, you must be born again. John 14, 6, boy, it brings a new dynamic on that verse. I am the way the truth, and the life. And no man cometh to the Father 
Except what? He come through who? Jesus. Why? Because he is the only way. There is no other way to heaven except through Jesus and being born again. Nicodemus, the Bible tells us, was a Pharisee. He was a religious man. He did what was right. As a Jew, if church were to be on Sunday and he wasn't sick, he'd be there. He was a strong believer in the law. He believed in giving a tithe to the church and giving to the poor. He did everything religiously right. He crossed his eyes. I mean, no, he didn't. He dotted his eyes. I said something goofy this morning. I don't know what it was. And he crossed his teeth. He religiously was right. But unfortunately, religion will not get you into heaven. You see, I believe that eternal salvation is the most important message that you could ever hear. Nicodemus came to him by night. Some say that he came because he was embarrassed. He didn't want anybody to see him. I don't believe that. I believe that he heard the message of the new birth, and I believe that he found out that there was something he didn't know. Jesus talked about the second birth, being born again, and it disturbed him. It convicted his heart. And he couldn't wait till morning, so he headed out. He said, I got to find out. That's what I believe. You take your story and believe anything you want to, but I'm sticking to my story because I believe that's what happened. You see, one of the saddest stories that I believe I've ever read is about the legendary Western singer Hank Williams. In 1948, he wrote the familiar song that many of you sang just a little while ago, I Saw the Light. The first stanza of that song goes like this. I wandered so aimless, life filled with sin. I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Let me ask you a question today. The Bible tells us that if we're lost, we live in darkness and not in the light. And that for you and I to come into the light, Jesus said you must be born again. That is, you must be saved. You must be a divine partaker or a partaker of the divine nature of God. Jesus said in John 12, 46, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth in me should not abide in darkness. Paul said in Ephesians 5, 8, For you were sometimes darkness, but now you are in the light of the Lord. One day I walked in darkness. God began to get my attention as a young boy at nine years old. But I'm not sure I did much with that other than to come down the aisle and sign a card and, and let people... Hallelujah. Well, I, I don't know what hallelujah I did. So I, I even asked Miss Mabel when she was a part of our church. She was my home pastor's. Uh, she was the pastor's wife. And I said, 
were you around when I walked the aisle at nine? And she said, well, and I, I said, you can't remember either. But I'll tell you what I do remember. At age 16, nobody stopped me. Nobody told me. Nobody said I ought to do it different. I walked the aisle after wrestling with God during the invitation. One woman thought next to me I had fallen asleep. She punched me. She said, wake up. I said, woman, I am very much awake. Me and Jesus is arguing right now. I walked the aisle. I said, I need to tell the congregation something. I stood up and I looked, and of course, my mama was in the congregation. And I said, Mama, close your ears or hang on to your hat. I'm telling it all. Now, nobody told me that I wasn't supposed to confess ever sin. I confessed them all. And told everybody what I'd done wrong. You see, near the end of Hank's life, he was doing a concert in San Diego. He was either so drunk or drugged out that he only made it through the first show, two songs. Benny Pearl and the show promoter drove Hank around town. And finally began to sing to him the song that he was famous for, I Saw the Light. He finally looked at Minnie and said, Minnie Pearl, I don't see the light. There ain't no light. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The Bible tells us that those who are lost in darkness need Jesus. When you and I are born into this world, we're born with what is called an Adamic nature. That's not a cuss word. We're, we inherit Adam's nature. I promise you, that, and I challenge you to prove me wrong, Adam's nature, as we're born with it, when we become adults, it will not on its own ever merit itself to make it to heaven. Jesus not only had to come, it could only have been him. Up to that time, the Old Testament had sacrifices for their sin, but Jesus came and he said, I will be your ultimate sacrifice. I will be the Paschal Lamb that when I lay it down and I die for you, I will die and cover every sin you'll ever commit when it comes to your eternal destiny that that." My blood will cover your transgression. Nicodemus didn't understand the second birth. He even looked at Jesus and said, Jesus, what are you talking about in verse 3? Unless you're born again, you can never see the heavenly kingdom of God. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If I were sitting where you are at, and I have been, by the way, and a preacher preach on this, and I get to feeling guilty, and I go, oh, my goodness, Mike, am I really saved? Is Jesus really living in my heart? 
Because the preacher's what he's saying is, if I die and I'm not born again, I'm going to bust hell. That's exactly what I'm saying. And that's exactly what Jesus is teaching. You see, we treat this thing way too lightly. There's only one way to get to heaven. And you must be a partaker of the divine nature of God. How do I get the nature of God? Get saved. Romans 10 says, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart that God raised his son from the dead and you can be saved. For with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, and with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And verse 13 says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But listen to verse 14. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless somebody tells them? Now, I'm going to tell you something. I slipped up, was talking about this morning early service about coming to church and, and about legalism, and I wish I could just guilt every one of you if you miss and don't come to church that you're going to hell. And I implicated that, and they all got to tickle about it. But the truth of it is there's only one reason why you will ever go to hell, and that is you're not born. Again, you see, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus in the mystery of the new birth. He says an uh, interesting thing in Matthew 18, verse 3. I assure you, unless you turn from your sins and become as little children, you will never get into the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, man, Lord, I, I just don't know how I'm going to go back into my mama's womb. And be born again. Now, I don't think anybody's going to sit here and argue with me over the fact that you've been born. And if you are, you got a problem. I mean, come on. Do I just need to peach you? Do I need to slap your face? Because I can bring things up within you you didn't know that was within you. Why? Because you've been born. Jesus said, Nicodemus, don't get this confused. I'm not talking about your human birth. I'm not, you know, some people say, well, I just don't know whether I've been born or not. Really? Are you that dumb? But yet, when we come over to the spiritual side, there's people in this room right now listening to me. While you do not deny the fact that you've been born physically, you're struggling spiritually. Yeah. Because you see, at age 16, I struggled again. My wife remembers this. It was in my living room. I was balled up in a chair in a fetal position. This church wasn't doing good then. I felt like I'd made a mistake. I should have never left Bethlehem. After all, that was a comfortable comfortable place. 
By the way, today, you know what they're running total? Probably wouldn't have been under me. But you know what they run today? Back when I was pastoring, they run about 85, 90 in Sunday school. You know what they're running today? 1,900. Maybe I shouldn't have left. I'm just kidding. I know for a fact, and Cindy knows this too, that I was called by God to come here. But I'm going to tell you something. This, this, this work stripped me. And the Holy Spirit got a hold of me and, and said, you're going to get this thing in your head straight. And Cindy started crying, and she said, well, I want to do it too. I said, then we'll both cry out. Now, look, guys, I done been through Bible college. I know the struggle. And I know what some of you are going to leave out here struggling today. But you got you to struggle from this standpoint. You're either saved. You're either born again. You either have the divine nature of God, and if you've got the divine nature of God, he doesn't leave. No more than you are born once physically, you will never be born but once spiritually. That's why Jesus used that illustration. If you believe you can be born spiritually and lose it, you're a deceived person. And I'll be preaching on that in the days ahead. You see, Nicodemus was a religious man. And he knew about what it is to repent. But he didn't know nothing about this second birth stuff. He didn't know about being born again. You can go to church, sign a card, you can teach, preach cast out demons, do wonderful, mighty miracles and works, and still be lost. Why? Because if you're not born again, you're just not born again. <laughs> Jesus said, look, Nicodemus. He said, I won't describe it this way. When the wind blows, the wind moves to the least in the west, and it moves. When the Holy Spirit moves It doesn't move but one place when you're born again. It moves right on the inside. It don't make you act right all the time, even though you have the ability to act right all the time. You're still choosing dumb things, but you don't have to choose dumb things. Jesus said you have to believe like a child. Let me ask you the question. If you're going to hold to the fact that you've got to go back and be born in the human again, how are you going to go back and force your old rough-looking self on the outside to become a child again? But yet Jesus says if we don't come to him like a little child. You know, in Peter, I think it talks about when you and I get saved, we are what in Christ? We are babies in Christ. And look, you can't become a Christian until you are one. You hear me? You can't become a Christian. Or you're not going to act like one until you become one. And then you start as a baby. Now, we, uh, we believers have to be careful at this point. We don't go judging all the babies. Because I got news for you. Babies test your patience. 
Remember that sermon I preached last week about the plan for God in the year 2016 that it'll involve problems that'll test our faith. It's going to involve people that'll test our faith. And some of you are already having problems and you're already being tested. By the way, that's going to happen anyway. You're not a bad person because that happens. It's going to happen. Second Peter 3 verse 9 says that the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise to return, as some people think. No, he's being patient. He wants everyone who will repent and be saved and not perish. If you think that Jesus wants anybody in here not to repent and receive him, you're wrong. He wants everybody. But guess what? Not everybody's going to receive that. The Bible tells us that in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, we're for, for by grace are we saved through what? Through works, right? Really? Let's go back and read it again. For by grace are you saved through what? Faith. Faith in faith? No. Faith in Jesus. Jesus was Jesus in heaven from the very foundation of this earth being created. Jesus was Jesus when he emptied himself and he allowed himself to be impregnated inside of Mary through a sinless bloodline. It didn't come from us, brother. The Bible says Jesus is the only one that was in heaven that came to earth and that went back to heaven. And he only came for one reason, and so that he would leave a road map, and it would be clear enough that we would know that we would know why or why not we didn't make it. I'm telling you here today, if you're not born again, if you're not a partaker of the divine nature of God, you ain't going. Do you hear me? Don't wait till you die and play Russian roulette with that truth. You either is or you ain't. You English scholars understood that. Second Peter 1. As his divine power has given to all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and virtue. Through his, listen, his precious promise that we may be made partakers of his divine nature. How do we get it? Through being born again. That's the only way. Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. When am I? When I become a, a, a partaker of his divine nature. I am then crucified in Christ. Oh, yeah, I still deal with that human tent. He talks about it. Listen to what he says about it. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ is living in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, that's me. I mean, that's my body. It ain't not me, but that's my body. And I call that the human tent. I love what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, when he said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. You say, well, Mike, I'm still dealing with the old things. Not in Jesus, you ain't. 
That don't mean you can't be in Jesus and deal with the old things. It just means the, di- the old things is not what's dealing with you. And on the inside, you have been crucified in Christ. And yes, you still contend with a body that's going to the grave and going to be eat up with the worms because it's unredeemed. Your body won't be changed. It won't be going where it needs to go until the resurrection, until the rapture. But if you don't have what they call regeneration, big word, but it means a change of heart. The Bible says we through repentance turn from our sin and we turn to who? We turn to Jesus. And we through regeneration, we have been given a new heart. Our new life has begun when we are born again, when we've received a new divine nature. The life I now live in the fleshly body, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Guys, we go through human tests every day. It's called temptation. If you don't think you're not having it, then I envy it. But because of my human tent, sometimes I deal with temptation. You do too, if you tell the truth. So the mystery of the new birth moves now to the meaning of the new birth. Verse 5, the truth is no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of the water and the Spirit. Now, if you're a church of Christ, you hop up on that water deal and say, whoop, told you, you got to be baptized in the tub so you, before you hit the glory. Well, if that's true, is there an exception to the rule? Come on now, did Jesus make an exception to the rule? If we've got to be water baptized to be born again, is there an exception to the rule? I wouldn't think so. That's why exactly Jesus looked at the thief on the cross and said, today you'll be with me in paradise. And he didn't jump off the cross, and they didn't have a baptism. Is baptism important? You better believe it is. Jesus looked at John the Baptist and said, John, you're going to baptize me. And John said, now wait a minute. I'm not, I'm not worthy. You're going to do it. The Father demands it. We're going to be baptized today. But let me tell you what... In the baptism world, if you're missing the spirit baptism, if you're missing the fact that the Holy Spirit has come into your life and you, you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, then you're lost. You're not a, divine, a partaker of the divine nature. And let me tell you something. When you get the Holy Spirit at salvation, my brother, you get all the Holy Ghost you're going to get. The problem is he don't get all of you. You give him, you still got eyes that wonder. You still got minds that wonder. You still got a mouth that's potty. You still got a life that you're still doing things that, honest to God, if you were standing before Jesus, you would admit to him, I don't need to be doing this. But you do it. So we got some growing to do, don't we? Because some of us still bathe. Some of us can't take the mature word of God because we're still babies. In Jesus. Wasn't it so difficult? You remember when you had your babies? You remember when they wouldn't walk? Son, they'd crawl everywhere. 
Somebody asked me in church, where's your babies? I go, I hope my wife's got them. They'd be crawling sometimes everywhere. And then, doggone it, they got older and wanted to talk in church. I do, my wife and I did, like a lot of people with their children, we'll count to 25 and then 10, <laughs> 15. Them kids confused. I said, I'm tired of that. I think I had a, I had, I had a couple of psychology classes. I'm going to reverse this psychology. So I told Joe and Josh, when I'm preaching and I see you talking and you ain't doing what I want you to do, and I go, in conclusion, and I hold up that finger and look you dead in the eye, that's one lick. Every time they was in the altar, you know, oh, God, help me. Oh, God, forgive me. But I still gave them the lick. It might have been just this, but they got it. You and I must, we've had our human birth, but we must experience the spiritual birth. But I want to jump on something and close because I think it's important that you need, you and I need to understand that Jesus taught something that will disturb some. That is, can we look at people that look and act saved, but yet not be saved? Jesus taught this in Matthew chapter 7. Under the must, I believe, under the point, third point, of a must that we must be born again. Jesus said not all people who, say, who sound religious are really godly. They may refer to me as Lord, but they still won't enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, Jesus is saying this now. I'm not making this up. The decisive issue is whether they do or obey the will of the Father in heaven. On Judgment Day, many will tell me, Lord, Lord, we preached in your name. We prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We performed many miracles in your name. Jesus said, but I will look at you and declare, I never knew you, you that work iniquity. Now, what was wrong in that case? I think the answer to that is not that they couldn't preach or teach or cast out demons or you know, you get to looking at the work list of that. How many around here has cast out a demon lately? That's what I thought. I can't even raise my hand. I've been in the midst of what I thought some demons were. I haven't even been a part of any. I've seen some miracles. I mean, I saw a miracle come to our service this morning. Because, and that's, that's another issue. But I'm going to tell you what the Father's will is. The Father's will started in heaven when they formed man. Because you just, I just believe in God's plan of it all. He knew man was going to mess up. He knew man was going to fail. He knew man was going to sin. You see... The Father's will is, is that you and I, like Nicodemus, not be religious, not even be right. You know, some of you in here, and I thank God for people who want to be right. I want to be right. But you know what? You, you might want to live right. You might be living right. God rewards us for living right. But I got news for you. Living right ain't going to get you to heaven because it's not the key. 
once I step through the door, then I'm supposed to live right. Why? Because Jesus is in my heart. I've been saved. Given me a new heart. A changed life. The Father's will is that Mike Franklin and Cindy Franklin got it right. That don't mean I'm perfect. (laughs) Some of you couldn't hang out with me because I'd be afraid you'd judge me. Matter of fact, I'm not sure I want you hanging out with me. Because if I were to do something that you didn't like, well, bless God and give you a reason to go do something wrong yourself. But you know what? I ain't met anybody in this entire church in 27 years that has done everything right in their life. But I'll tell you one thing you better not miss. You better not miss the must of the new birth. Because the only thing that's going to guarantee Mike or Cindy or anybody else makes it into heaven's gate is that I have been born from above. I have received the second birth. I accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I'll speak up for Jesus. I want to live for Jesus. But even greater than that, Jesus is in my heart. And that's the promise that he gave me when I accepted him. The promise was I wouldn't do everything in the world or say everything in the world that's going to please all y'all. That's impossible. But what wasn't impossible is that I realized I was lost and undone. And that I needed Jesus in my life. I needed to be a partaker of the divine nature of God. Can I ask you a question before we go in this invitation? Do you possess Jesus in your heart? Do you have him? Because you see, some of you want to measure it by the state of the law. The law didn't work, guys. It takes the blood of Jesus to wipe away our sin debt. And you've either accepted it and you're following him or you're not. Would you stand?